what do you think you're doing here, Hawkeye? I was just about to ask you the same question. You shouldn't make a pass at someone else's girl, you know. It's not me making the pass, dude. Hi, guys. Huh? Mina, huh? Mina. It's all my fault. I'm sorry. Stop fighting over me, please. Okay, Mina, but you have to choose between us. So, who's it gonna be, Mina? Ah. Uh... Hey, it's me, right, Mina? No way, you should pick me, Mina. Come on, say it. Who is it, Mina? Tell us. Tell us who you want right now, Mina. You've got to make up your mind. All right. Please, I have to think about it and do what's best for me. That's, That's enough time. Well, I really like you both. Moon Podcast Escalation. Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and talk about an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and why we love it so very much. And this week, we... Okay, I got, I got good news and bad news. Uh-oh. The bad news is that we have a Minako spotlight. No, that's not bad news. Well, the good news is that this is the best Minako spotlight. Maybe the best possible Minako spotlight, Yay. which is shocking because uh, Supers has been a trial. This is going to be fun. But uh, to help us talk about that, we are very pleased to welcome uh, a longtime listener, someone who has interacted with the show quite a bit. I'm sure you've seen her art already. Ginny Otto is here. Ginny, welcome to the show. <laughs> I finally made it in. Hi, guys. <laughs> Looks like you made it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to be here. Welcome. Now, Jenny, before we get into the episode, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what is your history with Sailor Moon? I have uh, written some stuff out because I have a lot, but I'll be pretty brief about it. And so, like, originally, I think I probably watched Sailor Moon when I was 10. 10 i saw it on tsunami watched a couple episodes here and there with my friend chrissy and it was just the two of us in the cold wisconsin air you know thinking every day was winter because it was really hard to find sailor moon but uh i purchased a couple vhs's from i think it was suncoast at the time and that's the only way i could keep watching sailor moon when the show kind of eventually dismaled out but I had this amazing cosplay moment when um, my parents were Dungeons and Dragons players. And so every year we go would go to um, the Geneva Convention so they could play the World D&D tournament. And there I was just sitting around and I, for, I had no idea what cosplay was. And I saw Sailor Moon just right there in front of me with Sailor <laughs> Venus and Sailor Jupiter. And I was like a child at Disney World. I thought they were real. Oh, how old again? I was 10. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, they're real. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> very good. So it, it just rekindled my my love for them. Um, and I think I got home. It's probably like 11 or 12. And then I got, because I had the VHSs, but only a few of them from season one and two, I would watch those religiously. And the one that I would watch all the time was, I think it's Crystal Clear Destiny. Yes. 
Yep. Yeah. So we had this little like playground jungle gym in my backyard and we live in the middle of the country. So I would literally just sit there and be like, no, tuxedo mask. <laughs> and like reenact that death scene with the crystals. Yep. I would find crystals, which were actually sand rock. And I put all like seven of them around me and I'd literally like reenact that scene a lot in my own backyard. <laughs> Now, who would you throw the rocks through? Whose torso would you, would you just chuck a rock straight through? Um, well, I had a slide, so it was just down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye forever. Oh. I gotta say, there's like a whole generation of people listening to this show who have very mixed feelings uh, and memories of Suncoast Video. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is where you can buy anime, but it was always $40. Yeah. It's so expensive. And I think I... Somewhere in my parents' house, I have maybe 10, 10 of these like 30 or $40 VHSs. It was just awful to love anime in the early 90s, 2000s, which is why there's like this big drought period where most people kind of faded away from Sailor Moon because A, there's just no more new content and B, there's no Hulu, there's no Netflix. Where are you going to find this stuff? The ability to just watch Sailor Moon wherever uh, like you can if if you have a phone and you're in the airport, you can watch Sailor Moon. You did not used to be able to do that. I just uh, so you used to have to go to the mall. <laughs> I I just did. I just went to a a, a website called DollarTimes dot com because I was I was curious if it cost forty dollars in nineteen ninety two, how much would that be now? <laughs> Any guesses? Uh, let's see. In nineteen ninety two, it would be like nineteen ninety eight. Okay, ninety-eight. All right. Well then let's let me let me shift yeah. it. Let me shift it. Ninety-eight? I'm gonna... Wait, hold on. No, definitely not ninety-eight, because I was in college by then. So let's go down to ninety-six. I was born. <laughs> so at forty dollars in nineteen ninety-six, how much do you think that is now? Did it increase to sixty dollars? That's my guess. I'm gonna say eighty. Oh. It's the 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 inflation of forty dollars from nineteen ninety-six is now sixty-four dollars and twenty-four cents. Oh, I win. S- you do um, so. Imagine how many episodes did you get on those things? Two. I really what? didn't get much. I think yeah, like, I got four. No, no. I mean, how many per 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 VHS? Was it just one? Yeah. It wasn't one. Surely it wasn't one. But it wasn't. It wasn't more than four. Yeah, it was a very low amount. It might have been like two, three, because it was the same thing with my Pokemon VHSs at the time. It was like, ooh, you get three episodes. You better like them. Here we go. Here we go. I'm on Amazon. Uh, Sailor Moon Legend <laughs> Begins Volume 1 VHS. I'm, I'm looking at the same one. Which you can buy for only only $45. So, first of all, that's a steal. That's a steal. <laughs> Does it say what episodes are on it? Let's see. Oh, uh, also includes, it's A Moon Star is Born, Slim City, So You Want to Be a Superstar. And talk uh, radio. With a total running time of 90 minutes. And talk radio. And talk radio. So you get yeah. awesome Midnight Zero, and then you get body shamed for half an hour. Yeah, you get that that real fun <laughs> that real fun episode that was real fun to talk about three years ago. Real ups and downs in the old stuff. <laughs> um, so yes, four episodes for what is now the equivalent of sixty four dollars. Um, whereas <laughs> now you get all two hundred episodes for a month anyway for this price of Hulu for a month. So you know, if it was actually the price you thought it was, Chris, that would be twenty dollars per episode. Uh, and I think we can all agree it's worth it. I mean, as it is, it's over 15 an episode. And that's bananas. It is bananas. 
Yeah, that's why I had such a big dry spell for a while is because it was insane to do it. I mean, I would ask for it every Christmas, but then it was also getting harder to find stuff. So I think it wasn't until college. I had friends that knew I like Sailor Moon. And it was actually uh, my friend Vanessa who introduced me to podcasts and more specifically your podcast. You were my first podcast. What? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So she said, hey, you should check these guys out. It's really fun. Um, and they recap Sailor Moon and it really helped to kind of rekindle my love. And I remembered how much I missed it. But for the first time in a really long time, I finally had people to talk to about Sailor business and people to discuss with. Because seriously, I had maybe one one other friend growing up that liked Sailor Moon and it was just me. You know, it, it always astounds me how many how many fans of Sailor Moon there are out there dormant, you know, just waiting for something to awaken them. Yeah, the, just like, just like the rainbow crystals. Yes. They're in there somewhere. Yes. No, you're right. It is exactly like that. For example, I, I was on, I was on a, uh, I was on a comedy show on Friday night, uh, the George Lucas mm-hmm. talk show, uh, which is Ooh. a midnight show. It's, it's a guy, a comedian, Connor Ratliff pretends to be George Lucas and has people on a talk show. It's very weird. But at the end, during plugs, I mentioned the show. I said, if you're fans of Sailor Moon, I do a podcast about Sailor Moon called Sailor Business. And like half the room like started screaming. And I was like, what? This is awesome. Like, you please all listen to the podcast. So welcome if you are uh, from there. Please all listen to the podcast. And also, uh, patreon.com slash Sailor Business. Yep. <laughs> right. It's so, so true. It's just, it, it dwindles out if you don't have anybody to talk to about it. So... It was really great. Um, I really looked forward to talking about this and then going on Twitter and doing the art has really helped me just get to actually connect and kind of talk about it with other people, which is great. And then it eventually yes. became like uh, my wedding gifts. Oh. oh, Yeah. So right around when I was getting married in, don't tell me, <laughs> I know when I got married. <laughs> I don't do dates very well. It's so embarrassing. I've been with my husband for now like 11 years, and it took me the first five years to remember our anniversary. So you should have done what I did and uh, coincide your anniversary with the day Sailor Moon uh, debuted on Hulu. <laughs> that would have made it so much easier. Yeah. Or just do like 420, and then I would never forget. <laughs> but blaze it. Blaze your love. I, I don't think 420 is the never forget date. I think that's a different date. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, I think it was 2016 in May. Yes, May. I'm going to pick that. That's the date now. Um, that's, anyway. oh, that's not actually a date. That's a month. <laughs> oh, shit. 21st? May 21st, 2016? That's a date. There you go. The and day after my anniversary. Yay. And so um, – I got that was actually when all the Funko Pops came out for all the Sailor Scouts, and I went bananas trying to collect them because they were coming out very slowly and they weren't coming out until after my wedding in May. Most of them were coming out in June. So I was like calling people and doing research and seeing if I could get them shipped because they were already out on the East Coast, sorry, the West Coast in California. And I finally assembled an entire group of all the Sailor Scouts plus Tuxedo Mask. And I, when we got married, I wrote a letter and I gave one to each of my bridesmaids and told them about how they're all really, really important to me. And how, when I was watching the show, I always thought, you know, where am I going to find friends that mean so much to me and that will always be there for me? And I finally found my Sailor Scouts and my bridesmaids, you know? Oh, that's very sweet. 
Yeah. So they all have one each. Um, like I have a friend who's Sailor Mars and Sailor Jupiter. Um, my brother is Sailor Moon. <laughs> and my best friend Cody is um, Tuxedo Mask. And then I bought a second collection that's here in my house. So when I look at them, I think about them. Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, who is your friend who's Sailor Mars and is she very mean to you? <laughs> um, Sailor, <laughs> yes, is the answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. okay. Sailor Mars is my friend Julia, who's my international exchange student back in high school. She lives in Germany. And even though she was my international student, we lived together and we fought all the time like sisters. So I call her my sister because we bicker all the time about silly things. That's <laughs> very funny. Wonderful. I love her. Yay. Is, is there a, like, do they all map on? Like, are all your friends like, oh, you're the one who likes to cook and you're the one who's in love with the one who likes to cook. <laughs> That's not <laughs> I mean, how it all... works. <laughs> yes, exactly they're all secretly dating. <laughs> that would be great if I just shipped all my own friends. <laughs> Look, look, people have done weirder things. I know. I'm just like, hint, hint, you're, a, you're Jupiter and uh, Mercury. Oh, actually, there was one last piece I was going to tell you oh, because it do. pertains to the, the email that I originally sent you, Chris. Wow. Was, um, yes. So after I got married, we were trying to decide where to go, and we were stuck between three places. And eventually, my husband and I agreed we really wanted to go to Japan for our honeymoon. And so... Um, Amongst all the wonderful things we did over the last the two weeks in Japan, which is awesome. Yeah. He gave me a whole day where I did a Sailor Moon tour and I nice. went to all the locations. Oh, you got to tell us all about that. The little girl yeah. statue. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I sent Chris the email of us reenacting Nephrite's death. Yes. And telling him we did the, in the park. <laughs> send, yes. send me this, Chris. Okay, I, I've actually just had it pulled up because whenever we have a, a guest on the show, I always pull up their um, initial emails. Yeah. Um, so it's a beautiful picture. I'm wearing your shirt that you made like a year ago. <laughs> oh, awesome! Let me see. Let me see. Uh, you also sent us a bunch of stuff about the uh, the Sailor Moon card game. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I did used to play the Sailor Moon card game because when I when I had my Spring Awakening and I physically met uh, Sailor Moon at um, the Geneva Convention, that's when the card game was coming out. So I bought a bunch of it. I'm like, don't you worry, Sailor Moon. I'm gonna support you. Yeah, that's right. I I meant to, I I had a reaction. There's a convention called the Geneva Convention. Yes, that's it's funny. In Geneva, Wisconsin. <laughs> sure, that's not, a, that's not a, um, a great name for a gaming convention. I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna toss that out there. Well, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> um, my parents go there all the time. That's where they won the World D and D Champs in 1993. So we just go there all the time now. Oh, they won the D and D World Championships. Yeah, 1993. That's that's actually awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> what we have standard questions who's your favorite scout like are you the sailor moon of your of your own story um no so i have three favorite overall because it's been a long relationship my favorite first was obviously sailor moon because you have to like sailor moon to like the show right then recently my favorite scout has actually been um chibiusa i really really relate with her what? <laughs> She has the most growth over the entire series than any other scout, even Usagi included. You know, she's got a lot more of an emotional internal quest of figuring out who she is. And that's beautiful. So I really, really affiliate with that. Um, she's much more vulnerable, but tough too. But I think my longtime most favorite 
is Jupiter. I adore Jupiter. I wanted to be Jupiter, but now that I'm an adult, I feel like I am Jupiter. So now I want to be Chibiusa. <laughs> uh, all right. So but wait, no, wait said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Yeah. You want to be Chibiusa as in a child again, or as in a 900 year old child that never grows up or what, <laughs> what do you mean? All of the above. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, I like her personality. I really enjoy her curiosity and I really like her, her gumption and her ability to just learn lots of new things. Like she goes in full headed, having no idea what she's doing and she figures it out. She's not afraid to try new things or to meet new people. And I find that incredibly admirable. Okay. All right. I don't want to be five. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Cause you know, your, your favorite is Jupiter. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Chibiusa, but you picked a Minako spotlight specifically when uh, the when best we were... Minako. <laughs> it, I mean, look, you're not wrong. It is the best Minako episode. Yes, it's very very fun. But is that is that just the reason? Like you were like, hey, uh, even though she's not my favorite, I don't want anybody else to have this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I remembered you. Um, starting to get a little down on season four. And I think this is a huge pick me up. This is a real big refresher. And if you're wondering like why you should like season four, this is a great episode for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's a good episode. I am still wondering about, you know, the other 20. Yeah. <laughs> you also picked a good chibi episode though. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, she really shines in this and I love it. And she's super cute. I meant next week, but but yes. Oh, yes. So what do you think about uh, the miracle romance? Which one? Oh. Good answer. <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the, we'll start with the, I guess, um, I guess Real pseudo one? canon, which oh. is, uh, which is uh, Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. God damn it. So growing up, I felt it. I went with it. But I think it's that when you're young, you really crave to be loved and you really crave for somebody to dote on you. And it's really beautiful to think that you have a destined lover out there. Like you don't have to try, you just bump into somebody and boom, they're your like lover for life. So as a kid, I really liked the miracle romance thinking like, boom, destiny's just going to thrust a really cute black haired, blue eyed guy at me. But, um, you know, watching it as an adult, I don't really get it. No, I just, I don't feel it. After season two, I feel like they're not really reminding us why they love each other. I think they're just kind of together. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't think they have a kid. Put... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just staying together for the sake of the kid. Right. I feel the love between Saki and more. It, it, this kid, it, they actually give new meaning for to staying together for the kid. Because yeah. if they break up, the kid ceases to exist. <sighs> Oh, that's dark. <laughs> that's dark, man. Yeah, look, I, we make a lot of jokes. I don't I don't hate Usagi and Memru. I just feel like they don't put enough effort into it ever. Like so sure. many things on the anime. You know, I really felt it in season one. I liked the catty playfulness. I really liked, you know, how they discovered each other's greatness and they fell for that. And then they started to care and it was lost for them. Season two, I even felt it because you realize they get together and they get married and they have a child and it rekindles things. But really after that, it's just kind of expected that they love each other. And there's nothing that reinforces this adoration toward one another. So you liked it in season one. 
Yeah. Where it was like, hey, study study harder, meatball head. Like, yeah, no, he called me meatball head. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's, Chris, that's old school flirting. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Okay, whatever. I would have to agree with Jordan because legitimately, maybe because of the show, I thought that if you like somebody, you play flirted with them, yeah. which is like kind of like teasing mean, but kind of like flirting. I mean, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's fine. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's just like, it does go on for like 40 episodes. <laughs> They're like Beatrice, Beatrice and Benedict, but like if Beatrice was really dumb. <laughs> They're like everybody from Buffy. Yes, sure. Yes. Like Buffy flirts with a, a little bit of sarcastic meanness, but you're like, oh, she likes me. She's paying attention to me. Okay. <laughs> Listen to him judging us. Or flirting with us. What are the two? <laughs> you can't tell. That's the fun. <laughs> no, Jimmy, I know for a fact that you are a cookbook shipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So suck it, Jordan, I guess. I'm going with that. It's going to be too bad what happens with them. You you introduced it to me. I never actually heard about shipping until this show. The concept of shipping? Yeah, yeah. I literally never. I mean, I've been a big otaku anime fan for a very long time. And I just never got introduced to the concept of shipping other characters until you said it. Wow. And I find it really delightful. That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, to me, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. I'm just really entertained by the what if they're together. And oh, they'd be such a cute couple. And oh, they care for each other. And they're secret meetups. And I, I think it gives it more depth and interesting if it's real. Agreed. It's too bad that it's not, Ben. Look, uh, it's called Death of the Author. Authorial intent does not matter. It is up to the audience to interpret. The audience is me. Right, but like the audience has to have like real evidence. Do they? Do they though? I saw someone. Uh, I saw someone uh, on Twitter yesterday. A friend of mine posted a, a, a thing of someone saying that they didn't ship uh, Alexander Hamilton and Eliza, which is weird because they are actual real life historical figures who were married. Uh, well, what? I guess it depends how you define the 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 verb ship. I, I would I would assume that they mean the, the verb ship in that sentence to mean like the pairing of. Yes, it's still like still kind of a buck wild thing to say. I mean, he wasn't that good of a husband to her. <laughs> no, he absolutely wasn't. But like, <laughs> not supporting a relationship is very different than I wish they were together. You know, and and usually the shipping, from what I understand, is two people that are clearly not together, but you hope they were. Generally, yes, there is a distinction between uh, canon and shipping. Like uh, we have. Like we got this on on Xena Warrior business because technically Xena and Gabrielle aren't a aren't canonical. They're a ship, <gasps> which no. only in the no. most technical sense is that true. <laughs> well, in the sense of they never they never confirmed it. Well, you know, except for when they kiss, <laughs> which happens a couple times. Does it really? It's just a friendship peck, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's like all those pictures of like people in the twenties who are like, "Oh, these two are sharing a friendship kiss," and it's like that's not a thing. That's never been a thing. <laughs> Wait, so seriously, uh, how, they kiss frequently? They kiss multiple times in the show. I, mean, I know that. I mean, yeah, I would not say frequently. There's 134 episodes. <laughs> Maybe once a season. And it's it, it like romantically, or they're just like, "All right, see you later." Mwah. 
I mean, <laughs> what, what, which would be more convincing, actually? I don't know. <laughs> I like to think that Jordan says goodbye to people by kissing them now. That's been my experience with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's very European. <laughs> no, I don't do that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, that's fair. Oh, uh, one quick question before we get started. I, I had one quick question for you guys before we got started, because I know you were interested in. Is there any questions you guys had about the Sailor Moon tour in Japan? Oh, yes. Please tell us everything. Yeah. What, oh, what okay. else did you see? Like, I want to know everything about it. Yeah. So I wrote a list before I left, because you're right. When you were talking, gosh, like half a year ago, um, there is no official tour. Like nobody takes you on the tour. However, many people write online, like this is real life locations from the show. This is the real Hakawa Shrine. These are things that you can see in person. And so I took down as many as I could find. And I was just like, okay, what can I do? What can I find? And I did a bunch of research before that. Unfortunately, one of the places was knocked down completely. Aww. So I couldn't even see it. It's in the Sailor Moon R movie. It's this archway that has a huge tunnel in it where they sit and think like, oh, Darien's been taken away. And it's this really cool park that's a random wall with a big tunnel in it. That was destroyed three years ago. So I didn't get to see that. And what destroyed it? Like, was it the Negaverse? <laughs> was it an earthquake? Um, some sort of sexy, like, lady statue was there and it grew so big that it destroyed it, actually. It was really was weird. So and it weird. kept laughing. So weird. <laughs> Yeah, the weird thing. They never rebuilt it. I guess it wasn't important. So, um, But I did get some cool stuff. So I did literally see the Juban District. That was awesome with the sign and everything. Nice. Um, Tokyo Tower was a big one. I mean, that's really easy to go to and to, to go up into. Um, and the Hikawa Shrine is straight up just there. It's so cool. Does it have a million steps to get to it like it does in the show? So I remember you mentioning that actually when I went to Japan, so I counted for you. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> literally I think the episode came out when I was in Japan and I was like, oh yeah, I'll show them. I'll go count them. <laughs> All right. What's the total? <laughs> so if you come up by the left, which enters the main area, there's no steps. It's just like a street. But if you go at the back, there are steps and there are about 37 steps. That's a pretty significant number of steps. That's a hefty number It's probably of steps. like two flights of stairs. That's not too much, but I mean, going up them, I'm sure it's a little exhausting. But yeah, 37. <laughs> All right. Mystery solved. I like it. You, and you, so you said you saw, you saw the statue of the little girl. I did. Um, and I will say, though, one interesting thing I found out is Hakaiwa Shrine is really, really small. Oh, it looks huge. It does look huge, but they're forcing the perspective. I mean, that is the shrine where Naoko Takayushi worked when she was a shrine maiden, right? Yes. The funny thing is they never show this. When you first walk in, there's a little playground there. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, for children to play at. Um, but once you get past the playground, there is like the holy tree with the markers on it. I think it turned into like a monster at one point <laughs> in the show. Probably. But I did go over there, ring the bell. I saw the area and then they were selling charms. And so, of course, I had to get a love charm from the Hokkaido Shrine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it was a lot smaller than I thought it would be, but it was intimate and it was really chill. So I liked it, but I was very shocked how small it was. Was there a tiny man who was like, <laughs> who, very... who probably tried to look up your skirt? Yeah. <laughs> Some guy came over to me and he's like, Hey, are you getting married? Do you want to get married to me? And I was like, Hey, little man. <laughs> I'm on my honeymoon. 
Nice. No, I did not uh, see grandpa. <laughs> all right. Here's a ridiculous question. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of the locations in Sailor Moon are fake, though. Yes. If you could have gone to any location that isn't real. Ooh. And I don't mean like supernatural. I'm not talking about point D. Oh, okay. But okay. Like, like Bob Floyd's or Pizza, pizza Coffee or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or Royal, uh, Royal Arcade. Or, uh, Crown right. Arcade. I'm I was going to say the arcade. Okay. You can say that's that. I, I want the real answer. Okay. Okay. Well, the honest answer was I wanted to try and find Jubon Middle School where the students attend class. <laughs> I legitimately looked for that. I tried to look for the school that Sailor Moon went to. There are a lot of Juban schools, and I accidentally walked into an all-boys school, and they kicked me out. Nice. Oh, they asked me if funny. I was parents, and we said no and left. <laughs> That's the real answer. We tried to go to the middle school. And um, if you don't have kids, they it looks really bad. Now, do you speak Japanese, or did you just roll up in there as a couple of Americans and be like, yo, what's up with the school? <laughs> I speak a little bit of Japanese. The funny thing is my the the main phrase that I learned was um sono watashi tashi no chinko ryoko, which means hi, I'm on my honeymoon. <laughs> well, I mean look, that's a good one to know when you are in Japan on your honeymoon. Yeah, that's the only phrase I fully memorized. I knew how to do basic speech though, but I could not talk myself out of no, we don't have children, but yes, we would like to see the school. <laughs> i didn't have that much japanese but um if i could go to an actual place in the show i really really wish we could have found the crown game center or crown sure. parlor that would have been really cool fruit parlor. Fruit yeah. parlor they fixed it the fruit parlor yes it will always be the fruit parlor to me they had game arcades but it was nothing like sailor moon and i mean what was the point then really Exactly. What, what uh, even is the point if you're not gonna gonna play the Sailor V game? But the best or, part, well, I'll tell you, yeah. the point is to completely clean clean out the crane game and give it all to children. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I should have used my telekinesis. Sorry, because you are you are so, half monster. <laughs> no, full monster. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the, full monster. Well, they are full monsters, those guys. We've just met. I don't really want to disclose that information. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I did get to go to Nephrite Memorial Park. I was really excited nice. about that. Yep, yep, yep. So the did real, you see Time Travel Lake? I did. Um, the real name, it's not called Nephrite Memorial Park, unfortunately. Oh. They should have. Um, the one that I'm pretty sure is Nephrite Memorial Park is Arisugawa no Mia Park. And it's this... It's literally in the middle of like an urban Juban area. And then suddenly, boom, here's a lush park. <laughs> and it's very covered, very pretty. And in the middle, there is a pond with a, like a lake with a little deck and everything. And you can go take your boats out and stuff. So I'm pretty sure that's Time Travel Lake. And I'm pretty sure that's where Nephrite died. And I'm pretty sure that's like the date park that they go to all the time. That is awesome. Yeah. So I was wearing... Uh, the yickety yak cat from outer space shirt, I think, the day that I was doing the um, the the trip, and I was like, "Hey, hey, new husband, how much do you love me?" <laughs> and he's like, "What do you want?" And I said, 
Hey, so could you like put this stick in your heart and pretend to die? <laughs> a reasonable request, I think. Yeah. It's a terrific picture. This picture is awesome. <laughs> I'll put I'll post that in um Twitter after this, just so that other people can see it. Cause I worked really hard to take this like screaming death photo in Nephrite Memorial Park. It's one of my favorite pictures from the whole the whole trip. And um the only Who took part- the picture? Um, I propped it up on a wall. Okay. I did not walk by while this was happening. Yeah. Moss, then, would you take a photo of me, you know, pretending to have my husband die? <laughs> no. If you said Sailor Moon, they'd probably be like, got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there is a park. I don't know if you remember it. There's also another park that's well known in the show called um, Amishiro Park. It's the one that usually Rini hangs out at when she runs away. Mm-hmm. So it's mm. the one where she like is on the swing and tuxedo mask comforts her, but it's also yeah, yeah. the park where um, when Ray bumps her head into Usagi and then she like cools her head off on the weird water fountain. Oh right, right. Yeah, that is actually a legit children's park that's in the middle of downtown Juban Rapongi area. So it's like bunch and bunch of shops, and then boom, here's a park. It's all a children's park. Well, you see. I found out at the time that um, there are no laws on drinking in public in Japan. (laughs) Oh, no. That's always a great way to start the story. As an American, I had to push the boundaries and see, so what exactly does that mean? (laughs) And um, we bought some sake from the convenience store uh, because we were tired and uh, had a little food. And the last stop on our Sailor Moon trip was this children's park. And I was like, I'm wearing my Sailor Moon shirt. I'm like... I'm going to just drink some sake in this kid's park. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How'd that go? Um, I got some dirty looks, but nothing happened. So I've got some like really weird pictures of like me leaning up against a tree all sly, like mm, with a bunch of kids playing in the background, just <laughs> sipping my sake. <laughs> nice. Ridiculous. This sounds awesome. That sounds yeah. very good. It was a great trip. Here's the other thing. I, I'm sure. I'm sure we don't have a, a ton of listeners in Tokyo, mm-hmm. but like, I'll I'll tell you, this sounds like money in the bank. Like, I can't believe nobody is doing a Sailor Moon tour. Like, somebody should start this tour. Uh, I really wish they would. Absolutely. Well, particularly because they just had the 25th anniversary. That would have right. been a really big thing. They had pop up cafes. They had other like specific 25th anniversary stuff. I'm surprised they don't do tours. Yeah, yeah. Some somebody should uh, should cash in on this. Anyway, that is awesome. Thank you so much for the info. Of course. All right. So uh, before we get into the episode, I have a little bit of sailor business business. What is it? First of all, uh, this is the first episode I am recording on my brand new computer, patreoncom slash business. Uh, I had to get a new MacBook this week because mine finally gave up the ghost. So this episode's a little bit late, and that is one of the reasons. <laughs> so thank you for your patience. Again, it's a MacBook, patreon.com slash sailor business. The other one, the other uh, arguably more important for our purposes uh, piece of sailor business business is mm-hmm. that uh, I got from Viz, they were kind enough to send me, the first uh, volume of the Sailor Moon Supers DVD and Blu-ray set. So I watched it. I got to watch it with the dub for uh, the first time this season today. Ah. Uh, I will say this. Hilariously, it arrived this week. And uh, the last episode on the disc is 143. 
So <laughs> <laughs> not going to have it available for too much longer, unfortunately. Yes. I do really like, uh, you know, I've talked about how much I really like the Viz dub in general, but this one does a, a really great job. The Amazon Trio's voices are probably not what you expect. Huh. Describe them. Yeah. They're a little goofier. They're a little more, like, sillier. They sound a little goofier, which I think is a good call. Yeah. Oh, sure. They they occasionally, like, affect a uh, a seductive accent, but it is very, like, affected seductive accent. That's for the best. Listen, that's super for the best. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, like, the the new dub continues to be really good. Um, I also got to hear, because we're doing this episode and next week's episode today, uh, Diana, for the first time ever in, in a dub. Oh! She's so nice. tiny. She is what tiny. She, sound like? she, she just sounds like a smaller Luna and Artemis, that's all. Sure. But yeah, uh, definitely check out... Uh, I, I remember having some issues with the quality on the season one Blu-ray disc, but yeah, the the actual transfer this time around looks really good. So great. Uh, thanks to Viz for uh, sending that over, doing the right thing. But <laughs> I think it's time to get to this episode. All right, yeah. let's do it. As previously mentioned, we are watching episode 141 of Sailor Moon Supers. It is called Storm of Love, Minako's Grand Two-Timing Plan. Yay! Jordan. Yeah! When the folks over at the Cloverway Company uh, decided to bring this episode to the English-speaking world, did they did they think that was a good enough title to keep going no. with? No, and listen, I'm kind of, I'm sad that they didn't use two timing in the in the title because there's some delightful humorous two timing talk in this episode. Um, they allude to the number two, but they don't say two timing, Chris. Oh, can I guess? Oh, you have a guess? I do. I I didn't see it, but I totally guessed. Let's let's hear it. Double trouble. That was that gonna is, be my guess. That is the correct answer. Oh, wow! You guys are official uh, Cloverway <laughs> namers. Tell her what she won, Jordan. Uh, you get to describe the episode with us. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm so sad that I got it because I had another name too, which was awful. Ooh, let's <laughs> hear it. Um, if it wasn't Double Trouble, I was going to say this episode should be called Time to Teach Kids About Swingers. <laughs> Uh, I do want to say, I am a little, just like a tiny little bit upset that the one week that I actually knew exactly what the title was, you come in here and steal my thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I mean, it's fine. We can share it's it. Fine. I'm I'll share bad. the winnings with you. Okay. Then I guess okay. I will also get to recap this episode. Of <laughs> oh, we also found out the uh, the difference between an animation director and a director, by the way. Oh, so tell us. In, uh, we got an email. Uh, from Julia Braid, uh, who says, It's me, the girl who wrote an overly long email about Ikuhara for the Sailor Moon R movie. <laughs> I'm back to give you an overly long email account about, or uh, an overly long email about animation directors. It's better to have too much information than not enough, right? A very Ami thing to say. 
Uh, the episode director does what you might expect a director to do. They manage the entire episode, much like a film or live action TV director. The animation director deals with the actual animation itself. They make sure all the animation is quality and on model. For this reason, the character designer for an anime and the chief animation director are, are usually the same person. For example, Ikuko Ito is the chief animation director for Sailor Moon S and Supers. She started in season one as a normal animation director. She did the Rhett Butler episode. Choice. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, there is a blog that uh, she linked to uh, highlighting her episodes. Uh, one of the animation director's main roles is correcting animation, literally redrawing or drawing over the keyframes. This work is supposed to be invisible since the goal is to make everything look consistent. But, you know, artists aren't machines, so sometimes you can still kind of tell who did what. Uh, there's another website that lists all these Sailor Moon animation directors uh, linking to Masahiro Ando's entry because his round, soft style is incredibly distinct. You remember, like, sometimes... Sometimes we get like a very round uh, Usagi, <laughs> very, very like, you know, squishy uh, Sailor Scouts. I like them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the way, if you want to see the importance of the corrections animation directors do, look at the TV and Blu-ray comparisons of modern anime. Some productions are extremely troubled. In rare cases, an episode might not be finished until hours before it airs. If the schedule gets this messed up, the animation director doesn't have time to do their job, and some uncorrected animation makes it to air. That animation is then fixed for the Blu-ray release when time is no longer an issue. The best example I've seen is Sailor Moon Crystal Seasons 1 and 2. There's a huge difference. Uh, that is, There's a site called crystalcomparisons.com that will tell you, every, like, show you side-by-side -side comparisons to uh, all of the uh, uncorrected anime. Or uncorrected video. I want to see that. Yeah. Where you can tell that it it looks very bad at first. And then is then fixed later on for the Blu-ray. And I remember that being a big deal while it was coming out. Uh, in contrast, Toei gave itself lots of time to finish season three. So the animation directors could do their job. And nothing needed to be touched up after broadcast. So this site literally has no comparisons uh, after Act 29. Because Crystal gets its shit together. And gets to, to do the thing. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, our director is Takuya Igarashi. Our writer is Ryota Yamaguchi. Our animation director is Hisashi Kagawa. The original air date for this one was July 8th, 1995. Excellent. Good date. Good date. Good. It, uh, it was a very good day. Let me see. So where uh, I was not in school, because school was probably out. Although maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. We went to school into... Not Are you recalling the date? <laughs> no. Wait, July? Never. Definitely not in school. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to think what I would be doing in my life. I would have been 15. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Good content. That was beautiful. <laughs> Good content, Jordan. All right. Look, shut up is where I'm So if you have your time machine, please revert back to that day. You now know where Jordan D. White will be. Not in school. <laughs> Crucial information. Yes. All right. All right. So, uh, Chibi Usa and uh, normal sized Usa, regular Usa, mm -hmm. medium sized Usa, actually still pretty Chibi Usa, actually, uh, are out and about in the Juban district. Yeah, they're just hanging out, walking around. This is the part where I start to feel bad for Mamo Chan. He's going to have a rough this time. This is the part. episode. <laughs> Yeah, no, this episode and next episode, I kind of feel bad for the dude because uh, he's walking along with his girlfriend and his, you know, future daughter, as you do. And right. they're just playing tug of war with him, with his body. It's so sad. Usagi's like, I want to go see a movie. And Chibiusa says, no, I want to go shopping, movie, shopping. And he is just getting like, I don't know, medieval tortured and split in half. 
I do want to point out um, Usagi's outfit in this episode is, or in this scene specifically, is super cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I recently saw a cosplayer cosplaying this outfit. This one? Oh wow! Yes, the uh, the green top with the bows and the shorts. Uh, it was actually on. Uh, we've talked about her before, but there's a um, there's a uh, Tumblr and Twitter account for a uh, young woman who watched Sailor Moon for the first time, like went in cold and live blogged the whole thing, and uh, is now watching uh, the new uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. If you're into mm-hmm. that. But uh, she posted it. Apparently, it's been floating around for a while, but it's an amazing, like, super specific cosplay. And if there's one thing I love, it's amazing, super specific cosplay. That is so cool. That is great. Oh, so they're out walking around. Uh, there, now, there's a couple things about this. First of all, uh, I mean, you were talking about their relationship earlier. You saw Game of I mean, I think, I don't know, this scene definitely, even though it's it's a silly scene of them fighting, I also think this has to do with the fact that Usagi, as a very young person, and f- as a as a as a uh, uh, as someone the audience can relate to, of course, immediately wants to be in an adult family relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 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 that the the people watching can can not only be like, yeah, I'm going to fall in love, but I'm going to fall in love, and we're going to have like a kid, and it's like without any of the tough parts about like pregnancy or really being all that responsible. <laughs> like she's just yeah. like immediately into a family unit like that quickly boom it can happen to anyone <laughs> um second of all them, them playing tug of war i think it's funny that yusaki's like no we're going to a movie you child can just fuck off <laughs> like yeah. go we're just going to leave you here on the street and go watch this monster movie yeah why not <laughs> i mean again that's the attitude everybody takes towards chibi but i feel like what is she nine ten i feel like in real life no one would nine hundred five. she's fine 910 <laughs> now i don't know no one would leave a 10 year old just on the street i don't typically no i mean you think that but i mean you don't know for sure I guess I'll know in 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 ten years ish. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how smart anybody is in this show, but not very. Like, I mean, look, <laughs> the evidence is But you think, like, between the three of them, three decent human brains, that they could say, "Let's go see the movie first, because that's a time sensitive thing, and then go shopping." She probably wants to make out in the movie. Does not want a child around. Make her sit back. I don't know. I don't know. Would 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 Yusagi want to make out during the movie, or would she be like, "No, I'm too into this monster movie." Uh, mm. That one could go either way. I feel like yeah, that's a toughie. The movie they're uh, going to see. They, I don't think we see the title here. We see that it's a Godzilla-ish movie. Later, we find out it's called Gazura. <gasps> yes, that's the movie that they're going to go to later. Oh yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Foreshadowing. Sorry. But they don't get the movie right now. No, instead, no. They see a shocking sight. What is it? Twinkle Boy. Uh, it is the shocking sight of Hawk's Eye, who they do not recognize because he is Clark Kenting right now. And uh, and what's he, he doing? Is, well, he is on a appears to be on a date with uh, oh. Minako Aino, Venus, the the soldier of love and beauty. Oh yeah. Uh Usagi's actual reaction is pretty funny to me. She looks oh, yeah. over, she goes, Minako, and then she sees the guy and goes, He's cool. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna do the next reaction where she has like her eggs over easy eyes and she's got his mouth on. <laughs> <Very>. like, <laughs> no, that animation is hilarious as well. But I don't know, just the idea of seeing someone going, He's cool. <laughs> 
I do that all the time. Yeah, you just yell out, he's cool. Yeah, man. I see a lot of cool people. Oh, that'd be so mean to do to your friends, though. You know, like, I mean, if Chris, if you'd met Jordan's wife for the first time, you're like, Jordan's wife, she's cool. That What's is that actually about? what I did. Oh, God I met, damn it. Uh, for the first time. It just seems insulting. Yeah, it does. It does seem to imply, I can't believe Mina could get such a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is her intention. So Yusagi immediately is going to tell everyone. Her, she wants, she cannot wait to spread the hot gas. Okay, which is weird, right? Like, which is a little bit weird. Is it? Because, like, like, Mina's single. There's, like, no reason for her to not be on a date. No, 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 no. I don't think Hawkeye is clearly much older, which Usagi Skino should not have a problem with. No, no, no. no. I don't think she's, I don't think she's going to spread the goss to shame her. I think she's just, like... It's juicy gossip. Like she has a, she's with a boy. She she has a boyfriend. Don't forget. See now, this is where. No offense. This is where your shipping gets in the way. Mm-hmm. All of the scouts are single except for Usagi, as mm-hmm. we will specifically discuss I mean, in the next scene. I mean, they're not, but well, they but, you know I, they I know certainly say that they are. So mm-hmm. so we cut to the 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 fruit parlor. Where she's telling them, and all the girls are going, "What? She has a she has a boyfriend." And Ray is sad because she's like, she goes, "What is she said? Mean is the last one I I thought I would be beaten by." So it's a competition like, to see who could get it boys all first. Sounds like it's shipping material. It's almost like oh, Mina goes, the last person I'd expect to get a boyfriend because she's with me. Yeah, I I wouldn't expect Minako to date someone else that's not what she says she says <laughs> Minako almost seems like it but she's clearly you're right she's jealous about competition yes. is how they phrase it it's Minako's grand three-timing plan is what it is. <laughs> I, I, I mean I, I sort of feel like this sentiment by Ray is weird too because I would think if you said to me which of the scouts is most likely to get a boyfriend next I would go Mina yeah, she's the she's the soldier of love, right? Yeah, it's like it's her deal. It is her deal. She has her. What's her What's her move called? What's What's her attack called? Love chain. Love, chain. <laughs> love me chain. Oh, love me chain. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's how yeah. she picks up boys. <laughs> so they're describing this guy. No, no, hold on. So then you get Amy, or no, not Amy, Luna, saying that it's healthy to be in a relationship, and all the girls yes. are upset because. They take it as meaning they are unhealthy. Oh, they're so salty. Yeah. They're like blowing bubbles in their drinks, and they're like, "What the fuck do you say?" And that's are you serious. And that's uh, are we not healthy? Makoto getting upset because she's not in a relationship. Did you listen to the dubbed version of this? Uh, I watched the new Viz dub of this. I watched the uh, the old dub, and they said something oh, different tell us. for that. So instead of saying um, it's healthy to have a boyfriend, what did you mean? Are we not unhealthy? Are we unhealthy? Instead. Uh, Luna says, oh, it's pretty normal to have a boyfriend. And all the girls are like, are you saying we're abnormal? <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's even better. I think so, so they start uh, describing the guy. They're like, yeah, yes. he's, re- he's a real clean cut good boy. A real, uh, a real uh, Nick from the Backstreet Boys, if you will. <laughs> Studious, clean, polite, boring. And then uh, Diana is there because the show finally, after like five episodes, remembered that Diana exists. And Diana's <laughs> like, mm, are you sure he's not like a Howie from the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> and they're like, no. And she, and so Diana starts describing this guy. And it's like, he's like, no, you're completely wrong. Like, where are you getting this information? And Diana's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm looking at him right now. Oh, God. The worst thing is in the dub, Diana describes it as 
Are you sure he's not a rebel without a haircut? What? Oh, that's good, though. That's a good line. I adore that. <laughs> the, the Diana's dub name should be Di- should be Cloverway, is what it is. Yes, she's delightful in this episode, especially. So then they they uh, look outside, and uh oh, I mean, we recognize this guy as Tiger's Eye, but all they know is that he's a bad boy, which we can tell because he is riding a motorcycle with a helmet. Well, I, here's the thing, though. I feel like uh, I feel like. This show has established a history of girls getting dropped off at the parlor by guys on motorcycles that they're not in relationships with. Yeah, absolutely true. So they are jumping to conclusions. Yeah, well, this show also has a history of jumping to conclusions. So (laughs) I really want to get into it. That is true. Uh, It's fine. You know what? They're actually right in this case. True. Yes. And she blows him a kiss, too. So there you are. Yeah. (laughs) So Mina comes in and she's like, yeah, what's up? Uh, uh, yeah, I actually am dating both of these guys at the same time. Hey, hey, Chris, Chris, what, what, what is that long haired motorcycle guy do for a living? <laughs> I mean, he's a creep. He's a professional <laughs> creep. <laughs> well, that's what he's really. But what does he say he is? Yeah, yeah. They say they're professions. He is a student at an arts college. No, no. That's all right. That's that's Hawk's eye. Tiger's eye. Tiger's yeah. Eye is a roadie who wants to become a rock singer. Yeah. Maybe he knows Chad. He must know Chad, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, uh, no, he doesn't. That would have given it away. If, Ch- <laughs> if Chad had been in this episode, he could have been like, you're no roadie. Oh, uh, man, what are you talking about? I've never seen you before. <laughs> That's an excellent Chad. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, the other guy is also a professional creep because he's like, hey, uh, 15-year-old girl, why don't you model for me sometime? Which, you know... Seems completely legit. I just and like absolutely that, like what should be happening. Yeah, but Mina even jumps even further. She's like, yes. I wonder what I'm going to wear. Maybe he'll want me to be nude. Oh, Lord. Yes. So these guys are uh, Takano and Torajima, but we're not going to remember that. So they are going to be Hawk's Eye and Tiger's Eye. <laughs> Mina is just so lit. Mina is so like, she's turned up the volume. She's like 50% extra in this scene. And I love it i love oh, it so she much. Is great because when they when they're like yeah so you're dating two guys she's like yeah beauty is a curse <laughs> about the names though i do think it's uh it's worth noting that their names are puns oh are they yeah well you probably know that the uh japanese word for tiger is torah it's a very famous uh one of the most well-known japanese words in english oh. uh and uh tiger's eye is torajima mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that Takano is uh, similar. Like Hawk and I. Oh, they did not do that in English. <laughs> what are their names in, in English? Because, again, I just watched the new dub. Okay, so the bad boy rocker rebel without a haircut is Jack. Okay, makes and sense. the classy, studious art student is Charlie. <laughs> okay. So first names that came to mind, I guess. Pretty much. Very boring names. It would, like, they really should be John and John. Ooh. Oh, what if they were, like, Beatles names? I want to do that now. Like, one is John Lennon and one is, like, McCartney. McCartney. Uh, that would be funny because then the would mean the Sailor Scouts just don't know <laughs> the Beatles at all. Yeah. <laughs> They're, do they play the Beatles on Midnight Zero? No, no they it's do a not. hot show. They're too young to get the reference. 
as we all know, the uh, the Sailor Scouts are only into smooth jazz. <laughs> there is a lot of smooth jazz in this episode, by the way. It's great. Yeah. So, so yeah. Again, Mina is great in this. Uh, this is this this episode does kind of highlight some of the differences between Mina and Usagi, and I think one of them is Mina is far less moral. <laughs> like, she is. She relishes she, being being very bad. She's kind of self obsessed, but but not in a, um, a bad way. Just like when things start going well, she's like, "Oh, beauty is such a sin," and I'm. Such a sinner. Yeah. Like, she's... Like, I like her in this I episode mean, because she is... Like, Usagi would be like, which one of these guys is my true love? Uh, and meanwhile, Mina's like, yeah, I'm just so hot. <laughs> it's just like, I get... And, you know, you, this doesn't come along every day. I'm 15 and spring has come. Oh. Amazing line. Oh. Amazing in the, line. In the English one? In yes. Instead of... I'm 15 and spring has finally come. She says, ah, when it rains, it snores. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> also, they're doing the, uh, they're doing the, the puns. They're so bad, though. Now. But I do love this delusional daydream sense of her. It's very teenage. And it's, it's almost like she is playfully kind of picturing herself like she's in a movie or something. She's like, I'm the main character and I'm in a love triangle. What will I do? Hmm, I'm so hot. Yes. And it's funny, too, how extreme everyone's reaction to this is. So they all start talking about, they're scandalized by the fact that she's, what? She's two-timing everyone. <laughs> and, um, th- like, they're they're blown away by this. Like, 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 there's a scene where Ami, like, literally short circuits and her entire head is twitching from the thought of two-timing. Oh no, her robot gears are broken. <laughs> yes. Her thought circuits are about to freak out. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um and and uh, they, they they Diana starts asking about what two timing is, and Artemis stops them from explaining it, going, children don't need to know about that. As if they were gonna say, well, it means she's she's fucking two different guys. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is weird, I think, but it, it sets up such a hilarious plot thing where he's like, please don't tell my cat. She doesn't even know. She's too innocent. This innocent baby cat. Yeah. Meanwhile, didn't they have like a whole thing about Artemis uh, possibly dating a human nun he wasn't, not too though. long ago? He was in love with Luna and wanted to get married, remember? That's something else the baby cat doesn't need to know. <laughs> uh, That's true. So, but so I, yes. I do love it because the, the cat is like... What's two timing, Mom? <laughs> and they're like, uh, we don't want to tell you, hun. Yeah, like, 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 like Mina is screaming and cackling, yes. literally. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back at the pub, back at the bar, uh, uh, our Amazon trio are all hanging out together. Speaking of that, ha ha ha! I have a present for you. What? Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to send you the email. I drew you guys something in honor of season four, because I know you've been a little bummed, and I hope you got it. I tried to send it to you. Let's see. Any second. Let's see. But, yeah, the Amazon trio is probably my favorite villains of all time. They're so great. Okay, why, though? (laughs) Why, though? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um. I find them really interesting. If you don't look at them in hindsight, you have to picture them in the context of who they are. They're circus performers. They're very popular, the well-known carnies. circus performers. 
yeah, carnies, but they know the <laughs> tough shit. They know they're interesting. So I think that they've got this kind of distorted perception of reality with inflated egos because they... Oh, I, I think that is clear. Yeah, they, they see themselves as popular performers that are adored by the public, but then they're very confused why they're so unpopular with romantic conquests. So I see them as wannabe womanizers that picture themselves as players, but... They come out with this like creepy vibe and creepy clothes and their culture is totally different. So when they go out into real public, people are like, uh, what are you doing? But they think they're hot. They think that they're like players and stuff. So I remember when you were saying that their job is just to get dreams from Pegasus. And I know that you've been seeing it as like a dark, dirty thing. And, and I can totally see why, because I think the mirror thing is very unnecessary, but <laughs> Besides the mere symbolism, just the characters as themselves, you realize that they kind of only half care about their job. They're much more chill, like hanging at the bar, trying to have fun. And to be honest, especially in this episode, they find it much more interesting to have people adore them or swoon over them. They want to be loved, like, but they're considered weird and unaccepted in normal culture. So I think of them as kind of the loser trope where they think that they're hot, but they're not. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I do think there's a lot to sure not like about those. I mean, they're they're animals, yeah. right? So yes, I mean this this episode. I, I think it's this episode. Maybe it's next week, but one of the ones I watched uh, this morning, like they do specifically refer to it as oh no, that's yeah. next. Episode. Oh, I think that's no. next episode. Uh, Did you get it? Oh, did you get no. it? Oh no! I want to get it. I think Chris got my email. <laughs> you want to describe it to Jordan was I, or something? Was I on it? Yeah. What's going on? I thought it did. Uh, no, it, it, it's just to me. Uh, it's just to me. I'll have to forward it to Jordan real quick. Uh, how dare you? First of all, Jenny. How dare you? Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> I made choices, and I know you wouldn't agree with them, but I did them anyways. Uh, Yeah, I do not agree with them. (laughs) How about that? How about I do not agree with them? (laughs) So I was like, hey, I'm going to be on Sailor Business with two male hosts, and I'm going to be the one girl, just like the Amazon trio. (laughs) Okay, so So I'm I'm, I, for those of you who can't see I'm the madam killer. <laughs> yes, you're Hawk's Eye and uh and I'm I'm Tiger's Eye. Yay! Thanks. I guess. <laughs> well, Rude. You know why, Chris, right? No. Cuz you're into those younger oh, ladies. No. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, that's mm, no. I don't like I don't like this and at all. Jake even appears. <laughs> Yeah, Jake is the flaming eyeball. <laughs> I didn't do, um, gosh, I didn't do Allison, but I guess I could make her Madame Zirconia. <laughs> That's all very pretty. <laughs> I think it makes a beautiful picture, and we're all just having a good time at the bar, looking at episodes. I, What's wrong? I do like that it's it's pictures of episode numbers. Yeah, it's very funny. It should be, honestly, it should be pictures of. But you're monsters. you're actually holding this episode, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. This is perfect. Uh, and terrible. <laughs> and and as someone who drew it, you can confirm that that does not say century. Yes, it does not say century bar. 
It's just a bunch of squiggles, but I do really like the Amazon Trio's bar logo. I think that's really cool. It's super cool. It's super cool. Yeah. So I did that. I'll post that up when we post up the episode because it is freaking amazing. You guys look Mm -hmm. really good as the Amazon Trio. (laughs) I feel incredible right now. I don't usually show that much shoulder in real life. (laughs) Really? You should. You look good. (laughs) You're welcome. This is great. (laughs) But yeah, no, I love the Amazon Trio. I think... If you think of it in the context that A, they're aliens, and B, they're circus performers, they've got weird fashion, they've got mannerisms that are strange, and, and the people in Juban just like interpret them as creepy and stuff because they don't understand the social norms. They come off socially awkward with weird jobs and weird backgrounds, and that in turn comes up with all this awkwardness and they've got this super huge inflated ego where they think they're cool stuff because you know on stage they're applauded they're adored but when they try to like pick up ladies they have no idea what they're doing and 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 this is this is us yeah it's you no just just like just like us just like us. well both of you are married so it's not you all of us are married so it's none of us (laughs) yeah there we go there we go um speaking of uh (laughs) inappropriate of people who think they're cool and they're not <laughs> are we cutting to pegasus now well no we should finish the scene yeah. we're in All right. I, I don't remember they actually talk oh, about yeah, they had they had the cute contest thing yes yeah it's cute they're both <laughs> it's real cute. they're both aware that they're going after the same woman uh yes and they're yeah they're having a competition and i think um is this where they set up the stakes yes they they challenge each other to see who's the best man whoever loses is going to get kicked out of the bar Right. And they have some pretty bad, like, smack talk in the dubbed version. Oh, yeah? Let's hear it. Yeah. So Tiger's Eye calls Hawk's Eye Roosterhead, which I think is a <laughs> choice. Yeah. And then Hawk's Eye tries to rebuttal. Not so good. He's like, oh, you macho geek. Yeah, that's not that's not, not so very good. biting. No, not exactly. So they're just saying they're... Also, I don't know that I could... You can describe anyone wearing either of these outfits as macho. <laughs> Agreed. But um, yeah, it's interesting because in the subtitle version, they say it's much more of a competition to see who's got better skills. And in the dubbed English version, they kind of call it a game, which is a weird, that really changes the tone of what they're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Hawk's Eye is like, uh, which of us is always getting thwarted to Tiger's Eye? And I was kind of like, that's not really fair. Like, he's the one who does every episode. <laughs> like, yes, that means he gets thwarted every episode. But that's because he just is in way more episodes than you are. Like, yeah, you guys are both at zero. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think if anybody's <laughs> close, Fisheye has been the most successful. Is that true? I guess because Fisheye, again, like, going back to, like you said, that they don't actually care about their job. Fisheye is the most <laughs> successful in that Fisheye is the one who keeps successfully getting the people to go along with him for longer yeah exactly she i'm gonna say she because it's it's tough well i consider i consider fisheye to be a trans woman from my perspective that she sees herself as a woman and the other guys don't quite see it yet but that's that's how i perceive it so um fisheye is really good at getting people to like her and adore her and yeah even though she pretended to be a fairy he went along with it she made somebody eat that shit up and she was able to um not only win the heart but win the respect of the fashion designer over everyone else so i mean i think she's been the most successful at being adored and getting 
people to like her. Right. Because, well, because the, the other two, yeah, they, they don't seem to succeed at that part at all. They just show up and go, uh, hey, do you like me? And then they go, no. <laughs> and then they go, oh, well, then fuck <laughs> it. Um, in fact, yeah. this episode, the fact that they've both been stringing her along or vice versa, she's been stringing them along, is like the closest they've gotten. They like they're. Mm-hmm. Mina said yes when one of them asked her out, which is a, a first for them. Yeah, we don't even see that. I wonder how they did it. <laughs> they probably just walked up to Mina and said, <laughs> they, hey, and she was like, yes, I'll go out with you. Right, exactly. <laughs> they had an elaborate plan and they didn't have to use any of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, the best part of this scene, I think, is that as Tiger Eye and Fish Eye are fighting, they're arguing. They're like, no, I'm going to get her. No, I'm going to get her. Fish Eye walks in and says, please stop fighting over me. Yeah, ridiculous. I actually thought that was very fun because like, I, I like that Fish Eye is insisting that they're fighting over yeah. him. Like, even when they're like, even when they're like, no, it's not you. Uh, he's like, no, it's it's absolutely me. It is me. I know. I know. Please <laughs> Which stop. Is, that was very funny. <laughs> I don't want to get in between you two. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> I I like that they also uh have a pic like they have a picture of Mina mm-hmm. that they then uh they then have to like point to and toss around as though we're not gonna get it yeah. at this point. The transition of this scene is so great because Fisheye looks at the picture and says, man, you two have dot, dot, dot. And then when she's going to say terrible taste, that's when Artemis sees Mina trying on clothes and says, terrible taste. Uh, Yeah. Artemis, by the way, fallen down on the job Mm -hmm. on this one. Maybe. Hey, Artemis. In what capacity? Uh, I feel like Artemis's number one job is to keep things like this from happening. (laughs) No, but but that's what I'm asking. Like, do you mean things like this, meaning characters from dating bad guys or dating at all or what is which part do you mean i mean like specifically like dating uh monsters <laughs> like monsters i mean yeah yeah there's some yeah. weirdness in this episode about artemis and his feelings and i don't understand it well i mean i think he's he's uh like protective right like that's what we're supposed to to see it as. well let's i mean it's the next uh, next scene so so artemis is watching her talk about how excited she is for her date earlier in the scene when, when they were talking about the two boys, he was really down. And so in this, she's showing the outfit and he goes, forget it. And he just starts walking away really sad. And then Mina goes like, Artemis, I get it. I, I, I understand. And he, and he, and then he blushes and like, looks like really happy. And then she's like, I will not give up on happiness. I will. She calls herself the goddess of love again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's always a good sign when Minika refers to herself as the goddess yes. of love. She, so she's, that's how you know it's going to be a good right. spotlight. She declares so that she will, she will seize happiness for herself and then cackles like a maniac. And then Artemis is like, I don't get it. Or she doesn't get it. So I'm, yeah. but I don't get it. Like, because for half a second there, I was like, is he in love with Mina? No, in the dub version, they do it a little bit better where he's trying to talk to her about their mission. So Artemis is saying, look, Mina, I know you've got some dates and stuff, but we really still have to figure things out. I mean, we know nothing about the enemy or Pegasus. Truth. Yeah. (laughs) For real, though, Mina? Well, at least most of us know nothing about Pegasus. One of us does and just isn't telling the rest because they're so he's he's trying to be like we should try and figure something out. You know how like we've had twenty episodes of this. Maybe we should start thinking about it. And she's trying to unclose, and he starts to walk away. And she's like, "Hey, Artemis, I hear you. I like, yeah, I get it. I get it. We're there. We're there. I'm gonna get in love, and 
find all these people and it's gonna be amazing ah he's like oh she didn't hear me fuck so so if the if the if his thing is like she's off mission then yeah he definitely sucks because luna (laughs) (laughs) because i imagine i think about what luna would do in this situation and she would be all over that shit she would be like berating usagi nonstop and telling her luna would absolutely be drawing a picture of usagi uh but like fat Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or she would tell she would tell her to keep her mind on some business. Obviously. Now Serena. So so next up we uh we cut to Pegasus. Pegasus, as you said. That we get we cut straight to Chibi talking to him on his uh, on his crystal ball. So Pegasus is like, hey, you up? <laughs> and Chibi's like, Do you think people can love more than one person? Uh, no, <laughs> they can only like, love uh, one horse. Yeah. One person or like one yeah. horse, like multiple people. One. This horse. is actually pretty good advice, though. No, like that this. is that is not his advice. That no, is no, not I his know. advice. His advice is, hey man, you got to play the field a lot before you settle down. That <laughs> is his actual advice. But it's it's good advice because um, I think Rainey says, you know, does fate only bind you to one person in your whole life? And he's like, you got to experience a lot of things before you know what you want or before you find that person. It's very true. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't rule out people just because they're like a different species. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta try it all. It, like so, sometimes it's a horse. Sometimes it's, you know, <laughs> and then Rainey has a great like revelation statement at the end of this. She's like, it's tough being a grown up. I mean that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah I totally right. agree with that. I mean, she doesn't know yet. Taxes. Oh, taxes. They're the that's the best part. Yeah. Medical bills. No. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Mina's on her way to her date that she made. Artemis is following her. Uh, she shows up at date park where you have dates, which I'm sure you've been to. Oh yeah. So, of course. Date park. <laughs> that's just called date park. But I have to say at this point in the episode, the music is on point. The sound effects are sensational and the animation is, be- is going to be hilarious. Mina looks over, sees Hawkeye waiting for her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then glances a little bit to the, to the right and sees, Oh, there's Tiger's eye waiting for her. She made two dates at the exact same time. Archie style. Yes. <laughs> ridiculous. She says, I'm in a pickle in the dub version. Oh, is she ever? <laughs> uh, this is great. Yes. And I think that's it. And, well, and, and, and in the, in the subtitle, she says she's in a pinch. So, oh, which I don't, which, which doesn't make sense. No, not really. But I you do, do like... something in a pinch. You don't get in a pinch. She did purposely did show up that late. That was the best part is she purposely showed up late. She was like, oh, yeah. it's late, right on schedule. But did you just say you can get into a pinch? Yeah, as, as we have heard, we've talked to Annie about this. Like the phrase in a pinch is very common in, uh, in uh, the Japanese language. It's a weird like thing that they picked up from English. Like it shows up in a lot of Pokemon games where you have moves that like that'll be described as like oh it doubles your attack power in a pinch right no no it means that like, makes sense no but it means like specifically like when your health is low oh. like when you have found yourself in a well pinch. that's really funny because they 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 adopted it meaning a th- a thing that it doesn't mean yeah well you know transliteration man because in a pinch in english means like you know if you're if you're in a tight if you, spot if like if it's got to uh, like 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 this podcast uh will make you happy in a pinch 
<laughs> you got well, nothing no, else. Like, I think both Mannings are just like in a desperate situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Yeah, no, you're right. They, they're they're connected. It's, it's you're not right. as far as you think. You're right. Is. You're right. They're connected. You got it. So yeah. then uh, it turns out, hey, guess what? Artemis is not the only person who followed her. Yes. Yeah. There's Chibi. Chibi followed her. And Luna followed her. And all of He's like, wait her. a second. <laughs> Does that mean? And then slyly they slide out of the left corner. All the Sailor Scouts come out. And then I love Usagi just raises a hand and says, yo. <laughs> and that is our act break. Yay! Jordan, would you describe our listeners as loyal and kind? Of course. Why wouldn't I? I mean, I would. I absolutely would. And... Uh, would you describe our listeners as people who would maybe help out their friends when they're in a pinch? Yes, in in a pinch, absolutely. And I'd also describe them as people with a disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> that's here's hoping. <laughs> uh, that's right, everybody. Uh, you can support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash sailor business. You can kick in as little as a dollar every month. To help support the show, help me uh, uh, get a new computer when necessary. You already did. Gonna really hammer this computer thing. I know everyone's sick of me talking about it. Uh, but yeah, they can help us out. What do they get for that, Jordan? Uh, they can get all sorts of fun things. Like, for example, they can get uh, access to the Patreon feed where, where they sometimes will get notes. They will get access to bloopers. We just, I think, just finally posted last week uh, a huge bloopers thing of months and months worth of outtakes yeah 23 minute uh blooper reel uh to keep our listeners occupied while i was uh figuring out if i could use my microphone with this computer <laughs> which i can obviously. nice uh and then uh you can even get a sailor business pin if you do 15 dollars a month it looks like tennis ball sailor moon it's super adorable and hopefully soon we'll start working on the next one as well. Which, by the way, if you have been uh, expecting a pin and have not gotten it, uh, just uh, let us know. Uh, I know Jake does uh, runs to the post office about once a month when the Patreon money comes in. Uh, so if you've been waiting on one, uh, especially if you're an international backer, like if you're in Canada, it does get stopped at the border for some reason. They have to check and see what Santa's Ball Sailor Moon looks like and inspect it for customs. Uh, but if you've been waiting for uh, an unreasonable amount of time, there's always the chance that it could be lost in the mail. So uh, let us know and we'll make sure that we get you a pin shortly uh, for everybody else. Back us at 15 bucks and you can get a pin, which is very cool. Uh, I think it's going to be later in the year that we have a second pin design uh, unleashed upon everyone. Nice. I've been saying uh, nice whether it is Xena, whether it is Sailor Moon. It's like, it is nice. It is. It's going to be really cool. It is going to be really cool. We have a, uh, a new backer to thank. Let's do it. We have uh, Matthew Watts. Thank you so much, Matthew. We appreciate your help. Yeah, and that's it. That's uh, that's our only new backer for this recording session. So thanks a ton. Unless somebody goes in like right now while we are recording, <laughs> which uh, you know you can if that's what you're into. Yeah, but nobody's gonna hear that. What you're saying, so I mean, I know, but like, look, maybe, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll figure it out. Why are you doubting our <laughs> listeners? Here's what you do: watch 
watch the the Twitter feed for when I ask for listener questions and then try to guess at what point after that we're done with the first episode we're recording <laughs> so you could get a solo thanks on the second one. Yeah, maybe 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 you will. Yeah. Uh, but thanks to Matthew, thanks to all of our Patreon backers, and hey, thanks to our listeners in general. Like, even if you don't back the show, uh, we are going to keep on doing it, and we appreciate you just listening. Like, if you are able to, feel free to back us, but if not, uh, the show's going to keep coming. Uh, it's just extra stuff happens when we, when we make that. Yeah, and you know what you can do for no money at all is tell your friends. Yeah, you can tell a friend. You can leave a uh, a rating or review on on iTunes. You can interact with us via email. You can do all kinds of stuff uh, that we appreciate just by being a listener. Yay! I like me. Uh, Jordan, you want to do a Twitter question or two? Oh, yeah, like Jenny. <laughs> but Jenny, you, you back the you back the Patreon, don't you? I do. Yeah, and it's great, isn't it? It is wonderful. Everyone should do it. I uh, look. I agree. <laughs> Forty seven thousand people a month should do it. I think that would be nice at one dollar each. Mm-hmm. Look, that would be very, that would be very steady. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Chris. You lied. What? Yes. I, for the listeners, Chris has another podcast mm-hmm. called War Rocket Ajax. Actually. I'm talking about War Rocket Ajax. Okay. I'm talking about I was guest appeared on it. I was guest appeared on it. That is how you say that <laughs> and, phrase. In- <laughs> uh, when I was guest appeared on that show. <laughs> We, you you remember, Chris? You and I were up in a in a Zeppelin together. Mm-hmm. We were in the 400th anniversary Zeppelin because it was episode 400 of War Rocket Ajax. And you said you were going to add a forty seven thousand dollar goal to Sailor Business's Whoa. Patreon. That said, we would do daily episodes. Yeah, which but but you keep telling me you don't want to do that. I well, but you but you but I then I said, all right, add it as a as a stretch goal and let's see what happens. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it right now while you find us some Twitter questions. Yay! Okay. Let's see. Add a. How do I add a milestone goal on here? Just like make it really unofficial. Just put it in the chat. No, no, it has to be a real proper one. <laughs> a real proper one. Real mm-hmm. proper. Mm-hmm. Official. <laughs> you know, I am gonna round it up to to fifty thousand. Wow. Oh. There you go. I'll allow it. Well, like you, you wouldn't. You said you wouldn't do daily episodes for forty thousand, forty-seven thousand dollars a month. So I mean, I still might not. <laughs> wow, Jordan! Unbelievable. <laughs> or you know what I'll do? I'll say yes. Let's do daily episodes, but they're all going to be like twenty minutes, and they're all going to be parts of an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. We'll just we'll I just record fine. the same normal thing, and then insert little breaks into it. All right, let's see. Here, you look for Twitter questions. I'm going to figure I, this out. I've got, I do not remember how to add milestone goals. I've got a couple Twitter questions, but also I don't know if we need to because we we, we had a very long intro this time. Yeah, that's okay, fair. That's, that's true. We can wait till next episode if you want. Yeah, I think we, I think we should just wait until next episode. Okay. You know, like, I can't figure this out. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> I'll figure it out later. <laughs> All right. Let's talk, let's talk more about this this episode of Sailor Moon. Let's do that. But, 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 but let me just say, fans, go to our Patreon site. If there is not a either 47,000 or $50,000 stretch goal or milestone goal, you got to give Chris some real shit. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks a lot, Jordan. <laughs> Lots of poop emojis. Put them on there. <laughs> that's, that's what I need in my life, is uh, more people yelling at me. But you got, you got a post about point. how I would have pledged $50,000 a month, but there's no incentive. <laughs> 
unbelievable. <laughs> the, do you can like remember that poll you had where it's like, oh, is Chris is Jordan too mean to Chris or Chris mean to Jordan? I'd like to say I refrained from that poll. Oh. <laughs> You shouldn't have. You should have voted Jordan is too mean to Chris, which is true. I think I'm just right mean to Chris. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Let's 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 go back to the yeah, show. Then, then then every now and then I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really care for the ukulele. And Jordan's like, fuck you, you motherfucking piece of shit. Yes, that is accurate. Also, you want all cats to die or something like that? It's terrible. That's definitely not true. <laughs> I mean, he likes cat buttholes. <laughs> Like, Look, there's context to that that I feel like is being lost yeah, here. I mean, like, he likes parts of the cats. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. All the, the, the that's, that I have to deal with. That's why he's Tiger's Eye. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Tiger's butt eye. I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm moving on. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the episode, yep. everybody. Uh, so everybody's hiding in a bush. Yeah, previously like on Sailor Moon, Mina made two dates. And she said, well, I made a date with both of them, so both of them I shall date. Yeah, Mina's like, hey, I can handle it. <laughs> this is an Archie comic, right? Yes, this is absolutely uh, doing it Archie Andrea style, and I love it. I love no. it. It's so great. And they're all hiding in the bushes. Yeah, that is adorable, too just sticking their head out. And I think Artemis is like, why are you all here? And I think the scouts say something like, oh no, we're totally here to support Mina. We're just worried about her. And then Diana, the little blabbermouth, sticks her head out and says, oh, I heard that if I came along, I might learn this rare thing called two-timing. It's very good. Uh, and then uh, when Mina is like, yeah, uh, for the sake of my happiness, I can't break either one of these dates. Artemis says she has sold her soul to the devil, uh, which is a little extreme, harsh. Artemis. Harsh. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Just a, a no. shade, a shade far, I think. No, it's a sex field trip. It's fine. <laughs> this is educational for Rainy and Diana. But but see, this is the thing. This is, again, the thing I don't get about it is, oh my God, sorry. More adorable scenes of people in the bushes are so funny. Um, is that there, she's not. She's, this is not a sex field trip. She's just on two dates. It's not that reprehensible, right? I mean, I kind of wish they talked about this in sex ed, about like consent. Well, not consent. More about exclusivity. Everybody just needs to be on the same page. Yeah. That's all. Are we exclusive or can I see other people? Because then it's totally fine what Mina's doing. Sure. But she hasn't had the talk with either of them. Well, I think, like, look, I don't, I don't think she needs to have the talk. Maybe don't book it on the same day. Agree. Or, or just be like, it may should have been like, yeah, I'm on a date with both of you. Uh, let's see, let's see who does a better job. Yeah, just gonna feel it out, see what happens. I agree. What what show is that? That's uh, the Bachelor. He goes on two two dates at the same time. Yeah, they go on group dates. Oh. Wouldn't this be the Bachelorette? Well, sure. Yes. Yeah, well, well, yes. <laughs> so this would be the Sailor Scout. Is what this would be. Yes. Oh, and then she would give them a wand if they stay. <laughs> so, so uh, she runs up to Tiger's Eye and she's like, hey, what's up? I ran here. Can you go get me a drink? And he's like, okay. So he, yeah, he leaves to buy her some tea or something. And then she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> runs over to the other guy and was like, what's up? I just got here. Uh, let's go see a movie. Let's, let's bounce to a second location. Okay. Far this away. is probably the the best part, scheme wise, because mm-hmm. she runs him to a movie theater 
and he's talking about how it's dark in the theater and so you can't see what's going on she shoves an old lady's hand into his hand in the theater so he is like watches this entire movie holding hands with an with old lady, old lady. <laughs> yeah and and because it talks like he's like yeah i'm holding hands awesome almost there he is. Yeah, he thinks he's scoring. Wait, but that's a good point. This is Hawks Hawkeye. Why is he so upset when he realizes it's an old lady? He loves old ladies. Oh, fair. Well, she's an old lady, but she's not a madam. That's true. <laughs> she's just a missus. <laughs> what if that was a horrible scene where he's like, "Oh, this lady's much prettier, much older." Uh, it's crazy. So yeah, he, she <laughs> runs back to the park. She's she has her drink. Um. What does she does she say anything in particular to him? No, they go out like walk around for a long time. Yeah, she said she was in the bathroom and then they walk around and then we get this series of like beautiful romantic chiming and like snapshots of dates. It's really cute. Yeah. Then we cut back to him trying to make out with her and realizing it's an old lady. Well, we see Gazura. Yes, yes, we do see Gazura. The yeah. hot new movie. The timing is so good because when he's about to kiss the old lady, he stands up. The film, the screen says the end is like Godzilla's gone and everything. And Hawkside just goes, no. Like he's upset about the film. Everybody in the in the theater probably is just like, this guy got into it. <laughs> he's a really big Gazura fan. <laughs> so she checks her watch. She sees what time it is, realizes the movie's over, runs back to the theater He's there devastated on the wall, like practically crying about this. She runs up. He goes, where were you? She was, oh, I was with you the whole time. That's a terrible lie. Yeah, she's like, I was sitting right beside you. And then I really, actually really like this. Hawkside goes, which side? Does he? You definitely weren't on the, yeah. She goes, I was, I was right beside you. And he goes, which side? Because he was definitely holding uh... hands with someone on one side. Oh, this must have been in the dub. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, because I didn't didn't get that in either version I watched. So, yeah. Makes sense. Oh, wow. So they updated a little bit, which makes a lot of sense. That's funny. Uh, He thought he just reached to the wrong side. So then we we just get a quick montage of her doing stuff and running back and forth and running back and forth. It's so great. The sound effects. It's so beautiful. She goes, (laughs) eating some ice cream. (laughs) 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 Looking at books. And then she like slows down and goes <sighs> and falls over dead. I love it. Uh, and then finally the scouts show up and they're like, hey, uh, you're a liar. Don't. How about you don't? And she's like, yeah, you're probably right. I'm getting really tired. You should you should tell the truth. You should let them in on what's going on, you know. But, you know, I think you guys know the old phrase. The old saying. She who chases two hairs gets both. Yep. In the dub. It was, you're right, guys. I'm caught between a rock and a lard place. What? That's rude. <laughs> Yours is way better. What did they say? Is that what they said in the um, in the new dub, Chris? Uh, I don't remember. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody. You've let us all down. It's okay. That's mean. You know, I'm, I'm just realizing this episode is like. The Minako version of, um, gosh, when Usagi was having her date, like her go-to date tips with Nephrite, I think, or Tuxedo Mask. Wear clean underwear? Yeah, she's like, wear clean underwear, brush your teeth, put on lipstick, you never know. Like, I kind of want Minako's dating tips from this date. Ah. 
Well, here's what I think is actually the best part. Uh, Hawk's Eye and Tiger's Eye, who think they're running their con, actually did not know that Mina was on a date with both of them at the same yeah. time, yeah. which I think is very, very funny. She really did. She really did have them both fooled. So they, yeah, she got. They them. run into each other. No idea. They're about to fight. She shows up and is like, "Don't fight." And they're like, "Okay, fine, but now you have to choose between us." And then she goes, "All right, I'm going to tell you what my heart says. My heart says both." Now, I I'll tell you. I kind of wish she had been like, "This is so exciting. You're going to fight over me." And then she had just made them fight. <laughs> like that would have been pretty awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> But that's not the way the show works. Yeah. So instead, they both do do a transform. They get so mad because this was the whole point. It was boiling down to who she would choose and who's going to get kicked out. Yeah. And then they both do a they they do the one two three at the same time, and so Mina gets uh, locked up onto two boards. Yeah, that's so weird, right? Uh I mean, it's not not weird. It's really, it's funny. Like it's, it's, they, they went and they drew a new board, like made out of two boards. It's great. It's double trouble. Ah, there you go. There you yeah. go. In addition, here's, here's my question. Have the scouts never seen one, two, three? Oh, uh, you um, know, I don't know that they have. Cause like part of me was like, she should be ready for this. <laughs> like she should know as soon as she sees them. Oh shit. They're going to do that thing. I never thought about this, but I think the scouts haven't been attacked yet up until this point in well, season four. Well, no, Ray was attacked. They've seen the board. Yeah, but it hasn't been one of them. Like none well, no, of them have experienced it. Ray got Ray got boarded, right? I don't think so. I feel like she did. I don't actually know. Yeah. Uh, so they go. We've had a lot of problems with <laughs> the viewers. But at least this time, they try to do it, like, very cartoonishly, like, very silly. Yeah. Uh, because what yeah. happens is uh, they, first of all, they they pull Minako's soul mirror until it can fit both of them. Uh, which, th- that's troubling. Uh, but then they both, uh, they both stick their heads in and they're like, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, this is very frightening. We they're do not like breathing heavy. They're like, what did we just see? That was the scariest crap I've ever seen. No, 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 no. They don't say it was scary, do they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought they, they talk about how that. like overwhelmingly beautiful it was. No, they say it's beautiful, but oh, okay. it's intense. I think is probably the better way to say it. Yeah, it's, it's like, a lot. I wonder what it was. No. Well, uh, I'd say I wish we could I mean, see, but it, then we. Yeah, but I don't. I really don't. <laughs> So uh, then the rest of the scouts show up and nobody goes, hey, isn't there one more of you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there's the best part when before they transform, they see Minako, you know, getting her dreams looked at. And Diana pops up with her sweet yep. baby innocence again and says, is this what two timing is? Yes. Like, no. Oh, no. Honey, sweetie, baby. No. <laughs> so they summon two monsters but the, yep. they're really like oh my gosh i'm sorry i just saw the monsters appear and the crazy butt shot. butt shot they just did yes yeah i forgot about that these are gitan and Bakon, which are translated in the new dub as just uh seesaw seesaw acrobats see no. and saw yeah the, yeah they just say instead of saying uh that it's bakonko and uh uh, the scary, Gitanko, the scary seesaw acrobat. 
and Bakanko. Yeah. They also call uh, pronounce it in the dub Lemuris. Huh. huh. Yeah, like, oh, that's my Lemuris. So uh, this is a weird thing. Like, this is, again, I wrote down, like, you don't need the monsters. Like, why are you bothering? They looked into the mirror. I mean, we have two main villains. Yeah, you're right. They saw it wasn't her. They should have just gone, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> um, but they don't. They send, I mean, again, I know. But the animators yeah. were like, hey, we don't have enough butt shots. <laughs> we can really amp that up. Let's have some fight scenes with some panty shots and some butt shots. That's what we need. Something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. Mina hulks out. Yeah. She just gets angry and breaks free from the 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 one two three board. Yeah, she. It's great because they're like, oh my god, who is this girl? Right, it's and she's so good. mad that they made um they made sport out of her that she just fucking hulks out and she's yeah. like meteor shower you snitches. <laughs> yeah, she uses um she uses turbo crescent beam. Yeah, That's not the actual name, but it's like intense. Might as well be. What do they call it? I think she calls it something different in the subtitles. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, first of all, the shot where she points at them, like they do this, like she looks, her anatomy is super funky, but it's awesome forced perspective weirdness. Mm -hmm. Yes. She uses, she calls herself a goddess yet again, Mm -hmm. which is always fun. Crescent beam of anger. Yeah. And what they called it on Wikimoon, for some reason, they call it furious random crescent beam <laughs> that's pretty good actually that's so great so i don't know if that's that's just in the translation of how you exactly call it but yeah it's just a shit shower it, yeah she blasts the crap out of them and apparently it's the only time she ever does it obviously it's great too like it's it she is exploding it's all awesome. a million I really lasers yeah, she, yeah. I, I can't believe she didn't just defeat the villain at this point yeah, but I don't know why we have to get Pegasus involved Agreed. at this point. Yeah. No, Venus was yeah. so badass. She should have handled it all by herself. I mean, there have been times where Jupiter's handled the monster all by herself. I don't know why this couldn't be one of those moments. Agreed. So uh, instead, we get Moon Gorgeous Meditation. Still <laughs> rules pretty hard. Uh, we get the, the monster stage out. Goodbye forever. Aww. Yeah, this was Another a very uninteresting monster. monster. Yeah. 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 Venus is like, go back to the hole in which you climbed from. And they're like, okay, backflip through their holes. Yeah. And then uh, Mina's like, hey, thanks. Because <laughs> that turns out two timing didn't really work out. <laughs> but it wasn't because of the two timing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was because they were, they were evil monster people from right. evil well, they monster were rock circus. People. So two timing is fine. Yeah. Two timing. It, she would have gotten away with it if it weren't for rock people. <laughs> they're not rock people. They're 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 animal people. But they're all named after rocks. Yeah, I guess they are named after rocks. I would have gotten so away with rocks. it if it weren't for you darn rock people. Exactly. So then Mina is looking out at this at the city, and Artemis shows up, and they have a little moment where she's like, "I'm sorry, I let those guys control me like that. I feel so stupid." Which I'm like, "What?" Like, yeah. I guess I, I mean, I thought you wanted to do those things, but all right. Oh, we totally forgot to mention that in the, in the battle where, um, they turn out to be the bad guys. And she's like, you guys were deceiving me. 
And you're like, whoa, yes. look who's talking, Missy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part is great. Was- uh, also, they call her a hussy in the new dub. Oh. Is, that's pretty funny. That's funny. But yeah, that's that's kind of what they're doing is they're looking back at the moment and saying, you know, like, I'm sorry that I let them get the better of me. And he's like, well, on the other hand, I mean, I think you got the best of them, too. But it's this is such a nice little bit of continuity where they go back to what Pegasus was saying about how, you know, it's okay. You got to experience a lot of different loves before you're going to find anything that's real. Got to sleep with a lot of horses just to make sure. No. no, that's very specific advice, Jordan. <laughs> and then one more piece of of information from this episode. Hmm? New ending theme. Yeah, oh. we got a whole new ending theme yes. that's all about Chibi. I love this ending theme. It's all discoy. La la la, never give up. That's all I know. Uh, I like the I like the song, but the video is like like look. I like GV now that we're into supers. Yeah, GV's fun. GV's good, but like there's a little too much GV. You don't like it when she's trying on clothes with Mina and Ray, and and like when she's reading books with Ami and and Makoto. It's so cute. I actually really, really, really want to do a deep dive into the translation of the lyrics of this song, but I don't think we have time this episode. Oh. No. Not in this episode, but uh, we can do it one day. Like a chibi episode? Yeah. All right. I'm into it. All right. So that is the end of our episode. That means it's time for Sailor Business Says, where we talk about what we learned. Uh, what did we learn from this episode? Did we learn anything from this episode? <laughs> Jenny, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? I learned two things. Okay. One, I learned beauty is a sin. Mm-hmm. And So true. If you're going to go on a date, you better pack your running shoes. <laughs> Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? <laughs> I mean, I learned that you you really got to you really got to try a lot of horses before you find the one. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Please no. It's too late. I learned it. What's uh, learned cannot be unlearned. Mm, Chris, what did you learn besides what you what I just sp- spoke for you? Mm. <laughs> you broke chris i learned that if you're holding hands with someone maybe just turn your head 45 degrees <laughs> maybe just get a good look to make make sure don't like just take it on faith for 90 minutes but <laughs> but if you don't look close your eyes before you kiss yeah or or maybe like if you find out you've been holding hands with somebody for 90 minutes, maybe just be like, okay, maybe this is maybe this is it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> this, this is, feels right. This is fate. You need to try a lot of people. Yeah. People. Not horses. Uh, Not well, horses good. are people too, right? I mean. So yeah, a I think a very, very fun Minako episode. Uh I, I love that she is literally like dating two dudes at the same time at the same place archie style and that like the part where she's like you were deceiving me is like very (laughs) good and i feel like that's not a thing you could do with usagi like my big problem with most minako plots is that you can really just do them with usagi but this one feels different and feels new and fun Mm -hmm. uh in a way that i really like i agree it's really dramatic 
but authentic to the teenage experience. And I think yes. it's so fun. I just love that, especially on top of all the things you said, that she's two-timing, that she's deceiving them, but they're deceiving her. On top of that, they're the freaking villains. She got two out of the three villains right in front of her, and she did nothing but date the crap out of them. Yeah, she she really dated the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> she dated like they were, well, I mean, it was spring. Spring had come, so there you go. Yeah. She's 15 and spring is here. <laughs> so uh any other thoughts on the episode it's awesome if, it's you, if you don't get minako watch this episode it's awesome yeah good minako stuff here she is not a block of wood here no she is she is actually a character with actual character motivations and actual goals Very oh, did, you, did you remember that it was actually me who drew the block of wood no yes that's great yeah, I drew um, Minako as Plank with like a blonde wig on it. Yep. Yes, I remember that. That's great. Yeah, she's not that at all in this episode. She's amazing. Uh, all right, so that is it for this week's episode of Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Jenny, where can everybody find you online, should you wish to be found? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is Running Nerdy. All right, Jordan. How about us? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He has so many podcasts. Most of them aren't actually about farming, despite what we've said. <laughs> uh, but they are ones about Pokemon World Tour. There's ones about uh, Power Rangers. There's ones about James Bond. There's ones about all sorts of things. You should follow him on Twitter and find out about him. Uh, agreed. Uh, everybody can find me by going to the-isb.com, where you can uh, find my Twitter, my Tumblr, all the podcasts that I do, all the columns that I write online, and all the comic books that I write that you can get at your local store or at Amazon.com. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of Sailor Business, but join us next time when we will be watching another episode <laughs> oh wait i think i have it don't tell me it is secret mansion menu of love nice that's right until then keep your mind on sailor business I'm caught between a rock and a lard face. Nina, you haven't got it quite right. It goes... Don't worry. I'm a big girl now. I'll handle this myself. Nina's on the case!